T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From KMOX Sports. Okay, boys, here we go. Welcome to the Great Bar Sports Open Line. Goldsmith swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Great Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, Matt Pauley. Billikens win. Billikens win. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. All right, man, let's get going here. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Let's go. On a Thursday evening, we welcome you into the program. Our first time doing sports open line since Vladimir Tarasenko became a former member of the St. Louis Blues. We're going to talk a lot about the trade that was made earlier today. If you want to chime in, you can do so by calling or texting 314-436-7900. That's 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You can also tweet into the program if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. So this is what we're going to do over the next uh, couple hours. Doug Armstrong, Blues General Manager, he spoke to the media via a Zoom session about two hours ago. We are going to replay a number of the things that he had to say. I think a lot of Blues fans are probably pretty curious right now about what the Blues were thinking, what the thought process was going into um, this trading period where they're probably going to make some other deals. The next big name that could potentially be moved is Ryan O'Reilly. But what are the Blues thinking? How much of this is connected to the way the Blues are playing this year versus the fact that Tarasenko a couple of years ago had asked to be traded and had never really rescinded that trade request. So a lot to hear from when it comes to Doug Armstrong. So we're going to do that uh, in about 10 minutes from now. So if you're interested in what he has to say, uh, we'll play a lot from him coming up in just a few minutes. Then next hour, around 7.30 or so, we will hear from Blues coach uh, Craig Berube. He spoke with the media earlier today as well, and uh, he gave his thoughts on the move, which it changes. It changes the Blues in so many ways. And I keep referring to Tarasenko as one of the all-time great Blues, and I think he is, and I think the numbers say that he is. Fifth most goals, fifth most points in franchise history. Top 10 in assists, top 10 in power play goals, third most game-winning goals in the history of the franchise. 90 postseason games with the Blues, 41 goals, 19 assists, 60 points, part of winning the Stanley Cup when he had 11 goals and 6 assists in those 26 playoff games en route to the Cup. Um, Since 2012-2013, 41 playoff goals, tied for 5th most in the NHL. 13 power play goals in that span, tied for ninth most. So 
you look at the numbers, and the numbers clearly state the kind of player he was. So he's done. He is no longer a member of the St. Louis Blues, and now we start the process of what his legacy as a Blue is going to be, and that won't be completed until his playing career is completed and and, and everything. I, I think he is going we are going to, I think, revere him the way we revere many of the all-time greats in the history of the organization. But what all this also represents kind of a changing of the guard. See, there's still some... I've been trying to figure out how to phrase this because they're not tearing it down. Uh, this is not a rebuild. They've st- The core remains largely the same and will remain largely the same because they've got some of these younger players under contract for a long time moving forward. But this does represent in some ways the end of the run for that Stanley cup group, if that makes sense. And Tarasenko was a big part of that. We'll see what happens with Ryan O'Reilly. I, I think there's a, a, a possibility that we see O'Reilly with the Blues next season. What does that mean? Does that mean they keep him around this year? Does it mean they trade him and find a way to re-sign him? I just, I, for many ways, it feels like a relationship that works. And my expectation is that Ryan O'Reilly is going to have a pretty solid bounce back year next year. But maybe he doesn't. And maybe it's time for him to move on somewhere else. I don't, I don't know if they'll ever talk about it openly. But does this change the expectations of the club both now for this year and moving forward i think for now it does that's a it's a sell off move to the, what they were trying to get as a first round pick they made it very clear that if they were going to trade vladimir tarasenko they wanted a first round pick they got the first round pick it cost them some money they are paying tarasenko half of his salary for the rest of the year but who cares he's he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of this season in all likelihood, the Blues are not a playoff team. If all it took was you carrying half of his salary for the rest of the season to be able to get that first-round pick from the Rangers, then you do it. That's that's an e- as easy of a move as exists out there. And there have been some questions. Doug Armstrong did uh, specify on some of the, the draft pick situations when with the two draft picks that the Blues are uh, getting back. We keep hearing conditional. And sometimes when it comes to conditional, it means uh, it can't be too terribly high. Well, the Rangers have two first-round picks in 2023. The Blues are going to get the second of the two. So whichever one is later in the draft, that's the first-round pick that they're going to get in 2023. And then, bluntly, we should be calling the fourth-round pick. We're calling it a conditional fourth-round pick. That's the technical language. To me, it would make more sense to call it a conditional third-round pick because the moment the Rangers make it to the playoffs this year and they are solidly en route to being a playoff team, that fourth-round pick turns into a third-round pick. So from a likelihood standpoint, the fourth-round pick in 2024 will actually be a third-round pick in 2024. The Blues are welcoming back Sammy Blay, a guy who played uh, four years with the club before going to the Rangers last season. So he comes back to the organization, and they also get a, a young player as well in a Hunter Skinner. Skinner is a uh, will we'll head to the American Hockey League, uh, but they do get a prospect in the deal as well. When you consider the fact that 
Vladimir Tarasenko is not going to be a blue next year. It is hard to believe there's a scenario where he ever would have been able to re-sign with the club. I think this is a pretty good move. You get the first-round pick. You get a prospect. You get another pick. Uh, you get a guy that you're familiar with in Sammy Blay. There's a, there's a lot to like about this move, and I think the Blues did well just considering all the circumstances. It was Doug Armstrong who pulled the move off. He, uh, he explained the entire process and, and what he was thinking. We'll play some of those cuts for you again. If you've got thoughts on the trade, text them in, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. Text in your thoughts on the Tarasenko trade or tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Uh, we'll hear much, uh, much was said by Doug Armstrong. Much of that will be played back for you in our next segment. It's Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Get ready for men's Billikens basketball action Friday night as they take on Dayton. Pre-game 647, tip at 7. Hear it here on your home for Billikens basketball. KMOX. My relationship with Vlad is is uh, longer and deeper than it is with uh, Meeks, but um, glad he was drafted here and uh, uh, came over as a young man and uh, grew up with us and uh, allowed us to become champions. And uh, I thank him for that. I told him uh, that I wish he and his family nothing but the best as he moves on to New York and to uh, to a, a different chapter in his life. St. Louis Blues General Manager Doug Armstrong meeting with the media via Zoom earlier today after the announcement was made that Vladimir Tarasenko had been traded away to the New York Rangers. If you've got comments on the trade, love to hear them uh, via text or tweet. You can text in 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900, or you can uh, tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Uh, text message from the 314 says, thank you, Vladimir. The assist pass to uh, Shin, I'll never forget it. Always kind to fans. And then says, please keep uh, Ryan O'Reilly. 
Uh, I want to go through a lot of what Doug Armstrong had to say today, and I think you'll find it interesting because, look, the Blues are having a not-so-great season, and the playoffs are not completely out of the realm of possibility, but the playoffs are incredibly unlikely. Right now they are at 49 points, and the final playoff teams in the West are, are at 58 points. Cal, uh, check that. Yeah, 58 points. Minnesota has 58 points in 50 games played. The Blues are at 49 at 51. Colorado has 58 points in 49 games played. So it would take quite the run, quite the run for the Blues to make it in the playoffs. Not impossible, but incredibly unlikely. So now they're at a point where with the trade deadline right around the corner, what are they going to do? And There are clearly across the NHL some unrestricted free agents that are going to get moved. Vladimir Tarasenko was one of them. Ryan O'Reilly might be another. Armstrong uh, today talked about really the process of pulling off this trade. I talked to Vladdy's representative uh, a few times during the year and just said that I was going to do my work uh, behind the scenes. And then when I had something like I did today, I would take it to to um, Paul Theophanis' agent and Vladdy, and they could make their decision. What I tried to work off of uh, a couple of years ago, I was uh, provided a list of teams that he would he would uh, like to go to. So I started with that group, and uh, I was able to find a, a match uh, out of that group. Uh, so I was hoping that that, that didn't change. Obviously, uh, New York's a, a marquee city for, for all players in the league, so I was comfortable that when I called today that I I would have been surprised if that hadn't been an issue. Tarasenko made that request really a couple years ago, and he continued to play for the Blues uh, after requesting a trade. Armstrong specifically commended Tarasenko uh, for the way he went about things after that trade request. Well, I think Vladdy did a great job. Uh, When you go back a couple of years when he, you know, he's coming off the injuries and uh, he has to be, uh, see if we could find a different uh, spot for him. And, that was a tough summer, obviously, uh, and so we weren't uh, we couldn't do anything there. And he, I thought he came back in great shape. He had a great year last year, and uh, he's been a professional from uh, quite honestly from the day we drafted him. Uh, that's just who he is. He comes to work. Uh, he put a, puts hard work in uh, in the summers. Uh, I saw a video of him and his son this year working out. So uh, Vladdy's been nothing but a, a pro uh, since he's been here, and he he did everything we could ask for. Uh, him on and off the ice to prepare to be a good player. When you look at this group, this is largely a group, much of the core of the group from the Stanley Cup win still existed in a way. Vladimir Tarasenko, a big part of that. They had a nice season last year. I think still a lot of people wonder what would happen in the playoffs last year had Jordan Bennington not got injured. Would have they pulled off the upset of Colorado? It seemed like they were en route to doing that. Maybe that's revisionist history, but at the very least, it probably would have been a little bit more of a battle than it was, and it was a pretty solid battle as was. So they went into this season with high expectations, and Armstrong admitted that really he wanted to see more success from this group. We had a good season last year. Um, you know, we were again trying to ring out another another year out of this group. I think when you go back to our our successful season in '19, we were a veteran team that we we won as a veteran team, and we've been able to to hang on to that uh, that group uh, for for three more years. This year, obviously, 
was the end of that era and uh so it did not now now it's a officially an end of an era and we have good players that are going to that played on that team that are going to be here for a number of years and we have younger players that weren't part of that team or or like Robert Thomas just a you know a smaller piece of that team that now have to be center pieces for us moving forward and I think when we made the commitment to the two young players last summer we understood how that was going to affect the cap and affect decision moving forward there is still a little bit of time between now and the actual trade deadline so the question was asked why make this move right now it takes two to, to make a trade i think <clears throat> obviously excuse me managers do their job they they see where we are in the standings and uh uh you know so I, i've been i've been dealing with with all the managers all all the teams in the league letting them know our situation right now and uh, I got a little bit. Of, I got to say, I did get a little bit nervous uh, when both two two potent, potential unrestricted free agents got injured. It does it does clarify that things bad things can happen, and, and it's no one's fault or no one's issue. So uh, I just felt that if there was something that made sense to all parties involved, we would. There was no sense waiting to try and squeeze a little bit extra at the end. Uh, you bring injuries in, and you also bring a shrinking market in. Uh, and I think the, for us, uh, acquiring a first-round pick was very important, and we were able to do that. So they get those picks, including the first-rounder. They also bring back Sammy Blay to the organization, a young prospect. Hunter Skinner joins the organization as well. Armstrong spent some time talking about what they are getting in return uh, for uh, what they're getting back from the Rangers in this deal. Skinner is someone that, uh, quite honestly, we wanted just to make sure that we, with Tucker coming up, that we – we had an American League uh, player that could go in there and support support the HL team. Uh, he's again a later round pick, just starting his career. Um, you know, just based on where he was drafted. You know, he has a, a big hill to climb, but uh, he's big, he's physical, uh, so he has some some attributes that we like. And we're just going to see see how that grows. Uh, I don't want to overhype overhype or discount him I don't want to discount him but I also don't want to overhype that it, you know it's it's going to be some term and some project there but we're looking forward to getting our development guys that uh, work working with him and moving him forward and getting Blazer back uh, uh, obviously we had success here with Sammy uh, again a later round pick and I'm really proud of our amateur scouting staff for finding these guys in the you know fourth through seventh round that play in the league uh, Blazer's one of those players and uh, he plays probably his best hockey here in St. Louis and I know I talked to him he's excited about coming back Craig knows him he knows how we can he can use him uh, and so he's gonna he needs to he needs to come back in here and stay healthy and play and and you know conf- confirm his spot in the NHL and I think we have the opportunity to to give him we have the ability to give him that opportunity. Armstrong alluded to needing somebody at the AHL level. Tucker coming up. That would be Tyler Tucker, as uh, they did make the announcement after the trade that Tyler Tucker has been recalled uh, from the Springfield Thunderbirds. Uh, More from Doug Armstrong. He was asked about uh, what specifically, as they went through this process of potentially trading away Vladimir Tarasenko, what exactly was it that they were looking for? We're trying to to have a players that can complement uh, uh, guys sooner than later. So, you, you 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 know, your first thing is to get a proven young player. Uh, those are always harder to do. I know they're harder to give up. 
Uh, a first round pick is just a number right now, but as soon as you put a name to it, for some reason, they become probably 20% better than they really are to the team that picks them. We're, and we're no different than, than the other teams. Uh, so uh, a first round pick is, is something that I know our guys um, are excited to have, our amateur guys. And <clears throat> I think what it does, Lou, it also gives you the ability to to package that and whatever pick we may have to, to move up a few slots. Uh, it also gives us the ability to pick that pick there. It also gives us the ability to pick, potentially trade that like we have in the past for NHL proven or ready players. Uh, so it just, uh, first round picks are, are, are big time equity in the NHL. And now we have two for sure. A couple more things from uh, Doug Armstrong. We've talked about it a lot. Maybe Ryan O'Reilly is going to be on the move because there could be other deals that are made in front of the NHL trade deadline. He was asked specifically if he is done making moves. <laughs> Finish for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go with this. Yeah. It's safe to assume that you're still looking at other moves. I'll go with that approach. I, I, I would say that my job, uh, the trade deadline is, is early March, and I, like 31 other managers, have to have to stay in contact and find out what uh, what's available and when what makes sense and as I said I'm not looking to rush to do anything uh, and you know what I, I want to see how obviously we want to see our guys respond you know we're, we're not playing great hockey going into the break now they've had time to regroup and refresh and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how they play uh, on Saturday and moving forward I've been in Europe now it's going to be a 15-day trip. I get home uh, next Tuesday, and I'll see them live. Last thing from Doug Armstrong, from a big-picture standpoint, did he see what is happening this season coming just in terms of the disappointing results? I don't think to this level. Uh, I, you know, I, I would say this is in my managing career uh, as, as a general manager. Uh, I've had I've had playoff disappointment in both St. Louis and in Dallas where we thought we would go deeper uh, really no regular season disappointment uh, uh, to, to this magnitude so yeah I, I'm, I am disappointed I am I, I thought I thought quite honestly we would be pushing right now for a playoff spot which, which would cloud things uh, more than they're clouded right now on, on what to do moving forward well I'm it's never good to be a team that's not in playoff position. That's not what I'm saying. But to the point that he made right there, if you're not going to be a playoff team, there is some value in just really not being a playoff team. Because then you can you can go into the trade deadline, you can do things with the idea that you're not going to be a playoff club. And you don't have to have that small voice in the back of your mind saying, well, maybe you should actually add, maybe you should actually add. Like we've said, the Blues, they could go on some sort of crazy run and they could still get into the playoffs and they've got talent on the team and those things could happen, but those things are incredibly unlikely. And you don't make decisions based upon the hope of an anomaly occurring, and that's what that would be. So there is some value. There is a, there is some value in if you're not going to be a playoff team, just really not being a playoff team. 
Uh, Craig Berube spoke about the move as well. We'll hear uh, those comments coming up in just about an hour. Still over the next 90 minutes or so, we've got a lot coming up. Joe Roderick from Klabes Online, he's going to join us in just a few minutes. And then next hour, we are going to hear from Kevin Harlan, uh, who's going to be on the call of the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday for Westwood One Sports. That's all coming up. You don't want to go anywhere. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win. Billikens win. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Sports Open Line rolling on here on KMOX, a Thursday edition of the program. If you want to join us, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. You can also tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Next hour, we are going to be joined by Kevin Harlan. He is going to be on the call of the Super Bowl radio broadcast for Westwood One Sports on Sunday. Right now, we'll talk some uh, Super Bowl and a whole lot of other things as well with one of our good friends. He is uh, Joe Roderick, part of the team at Klabes on online. Hey, Joe, how are you? Hey, Matt, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Yeah, glad to have you. Now, you're down in uh, Arizona doing the whole, where, have you been doing the whole Radio Row thing? I have been. I have, uh, and actually right now, I am inside Chase Field, the home of the Diamondbacks. Uh, Andrew Perloff, formerly known as McLovin of the Dan Patrick Show, is having a, uh, a happy hour, media happy hour of sorts with his radio show, and it just so happens to be in the uh, in the state, basically, we are in I, what I would call like the Champions Club, the UMB, uh, the, the Champions Club of Bush Stadium is where we are right now, and I've I've been just hanging out and eating and waiting to uh, chat with you before my night begins. So you had to step away from the McLovin Media Bazaar to be able to uh, to come on with us. Absolutely, yeah, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Oh, baby, that's when you when you told me the time. I was like, "That's perfect. That's going to work out great for this evening." What's the What's the food of choice there? What is he uh, What is he providing for you guys? Uh, he's got some mac and cheese, mm. some wings, uh, a little hummus with some pita, just a, a little finger food, little uh, yeah. So you know, something just an event from four to seven tonight, just to to get things going. There are so many events out here this week, just spread out throughout the entire valley area. It is, I have every year, this is my 11th year doing this, and every year I will make a list of everything going on and see what things I want to do outside of Radio Row. I'll be on Radio Row every day from like 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. doing stuff. And then, you know, you go and you do all the events at, at night. And I don't think I've seen a bigger list than than what has been this week. And that includes L.A., Last year, and I think that had to do with some COVID restrictions probably still, but I do think that next year in Vegas might blow away anything that's that's out here. Who is the like, weirdest, most obscure person that's been brought down Radio Row? Carrot Top. Oh, okay. Carrot Top. Um, I, I have never seen Carrot Top in person. He's, I, he's built. He, he is built, and um, it, was, it was interesting, to say the least. I... I think I might have been used to what Carrot Top looked like 20 years ago, and it was it was a sight. It was uh, it was a little, it was something. Was he doing like his thing as he made his way through? Like, did he have a miniature, you know, ultra version of uh, of what what his normal thing is? 
I no. What he was so I think what happened was the Las Vegas host committee. Mm. So every year, so it's in Phoenix, but the Las Vegas host committee will have a booth there, and basically all they've done all week is they've provided candy and coffee mugs, and if you walk by and grab either one, they say, "Hey, hope to see you in Vegas next year." That's what they're doing. And then it just so happened today, or on Tuesday, they had Carrot Top there for a meet and greet. So I don't know if Carrot Top has a residency in Vegas, but yeah. that's who they brought in. He does. I think. Okay, well, that's. What's the uh, What's the Vegas hotel that's got the big light at the top that goes like that you can see from space or whatever it is? What's that place called? I have no. I, I have been in Vegas one day my entire life. Really? I'm not a. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not a. If, if a sports thing hasn't happened there, I don't. I don't go there. I haven't. That, that's where most of my travels take me, and that's you know that's a week in Vegas next year will be uh, will be something. Sports producer extraordinaire reminding me it is the Luxor. I'm pretty sure the carrot top is at the Luxor, so that's uh, that's where I think it's the, that's also where Chris Angel is, I believe. Okay. Yeah. I don't like. I mean, Celine Dion doesn't. She have a residency there. Like they could have brought her around. Brittany yeah, she's Spears, at the Coliseum. Her around. She did the Coliseum, which I think is uh, what is that? Is that Caesars? I don't. I used to do Vegas a lot because uh, I, I broadcast Air Force basketball. They played in the Mountain West, so we were there for UNLV. I did AAA baseball in uh, the Pacific Coast League. They've got the uh, Las Vegas AAA team there, so I used to go to Vegas like two or three times a year. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm going to die uh, earlier I because this, of it. I don't have you. Have you ever been to Chase uh, Chase Field here in here in Phoenix? I have, but not for a baseball game. I saw two Insight Bowls there. Interesting. <laughs> it gives me. Um, I, I know you'll appreciate this. It reminds me so much of Miller Park. Okay. Yeah, just with the enclosed roof, knowing that it's enclosed yeah. roof, I, 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 and the windows looking out, it reminds me a lot of, of Miller Park for, okay. for anybody that hasn't been out here. It was not a great place to watch a football game. I remember seeing a, a Kansas State-Syracuse Insight or Insight.com Bowl there, and then I randomly went to another one where Pitt was one of the teams, and I don't remember who they were playing. Yeah, they're they're not getting the best of uh, the best of college football in the inside bowl, I guess. Hey, careful! K State's my alma mater. Let's uh, let's uh, <laughs> let's we we want to feel comfortable inviting you back onto the program. <laughs> uh, this Super Bowl, like this, um, on paper, this looks like a really good game to me. Do you agree? I think it will be a good game. I I think early stages of the game, it will be. I think the Eagles eventually just wear down the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are injured. I, when you, I think Patrick Mahomes will be healthy. I think that ankle will be healthy. But their wide receivers are beat up. Travis Kelsey's a little beat up. They, they have been hurt more than the Eagles have been this year. And I think the Eagles up front on offense and defense are just strong, big, mean guys. And they are just going to wear them down the whole game. And by the fourth quarter, I think it's just going to be, you're just going to see domination. I think Kansas City is going to win. It's just because of the off, like just the way that offense runs. I think Patrick Mahomes plus the play calling of Andy Reid. That's, and I, I do think that's what keeps it close. I think that is. What keeps them in the game is that they'll score. I, I do. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think you're you're going to see sixty points total scored in the game. So I, I just I, I think the run game of the Eagles, ball control. Jalen Hurts doesn't turn the ball over. 
So I just think you're going to see a more complete team. I, the, the one thing that I've heard a lot this year is that the Eagles didn't play anybody in the NFC playoffs. And I think they did play very talented teams. I think they just overpowered them so much that they looked like blowouts. Yeah, yeah. I didn't start really believing in the Eagles probably until the final quarter of the season. And they had the best record. But every week I looked at them like, eh, okay, they won, but whatever. And I did. it took me half the year. Yeah. Same thing with every every week when Claves and I would talk about it uh, on our show. I I never believed in them, and he believed in them from uh, the first few weeks of the season. And he he gave me such a hard time about it. And when I finally came around and told him I believed, he he's like, all right, about time. You know, I've been telling you all all year. I think we can both agree that Claves is generally correct. Yeah, and he lets you know about it. So <laughs> when he is, and you're not, so what yeah. was uh, the the trade? The obviously biggest St. Louis sports story today: the trade of Vladimir Tarasenko. He was not going to be with the team next year. Uh, he was going to sign elsewhere as an unrestricted free agent. But it's, there's some sadness there. He is an all-time great blue, and now he's a former blue. What do you make of this trade? It's, you know, I what I make of it, I, I gives me a lot of respect for Vladimir Tarasenko that he has wanted. He has requested a trade the last two years. The Blues did not pull the trigger at all last year. They didn't do it the offseason this year. But when it finally came time to do it, they traded him away, and you saw Vladimir Tarasenko play play really good hockey these last two years in a situation that he wanted to be traded away from. So he won the Blues a cup, and he was an absolute professional for the last two seasons um, of of playing here. But I'll tell you what, I have never seen a situation today. You, you want to talk trades? I've never seen a situation like on Radio Row today where nobody cared about football. I mean, we're here in Phoenix, and Kevin Durant just gets traded to the huh, sun. Yeah. It is nobody wanted to talk about football today. We're in Phoenix. All everybody wanted to talk about was was the Suns and Kevin Durant. I, it was crazy. That, I, I, I think Durant may be the most impactful player in the NBA. I don't know if I'd call him the best player in the NBA, but I think in many ways he's the most impactful player. And now he goes to a place with a good surrounding cast and a really good head coach. Like it just, it feels like they are set to win a championship now. That's every, everybody you talk to today, they are the favorites to win. That's that, that is the general consensus around here that everybody thinks it's the Suns, the, the Suns, no matter what now uh, on the, this season that move over everybody else. I mean, the Grizzlies, they, they were a good story, but the Suns are going to run away with it now. Last thing for you, spring training opening up next week for the Cardinals. I believe you're going to spend some time down there at uh, at some point, but either way, what's the what's the thing or two that you are most interested in maybe in the first couple of weeks of camp? So I am very, very excited that I will be down there for the World Baseball Classic. That's when I'm going down to spring training is for the World Baseball Classic and maybe hit up a few spring training games while I'm there. But it kind of coincides with what you just asked. There are so many Cardinals that are going to be in the World Baseball Classic away from camp. That one guy that I really think is going to benefit from all of this is going to be Paul DeYoung. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's going to give Paul DeYoung a chance to show his versatility with the team. Which I think you and I both agree he has to. He can't just be a shortstop anymore, right? He has to be able to do 
something else, that being a shortstop has passed, you know, he hasn't been effective, it's passed him by, that now you look and I, I think that he's going to have a chance to do a lot of, uh, a, you know, play a lot of different positions, third base, first base, wherever, when guys are gone, right? Absolutely. And he has to do it at a fairly high level or he's not going to have a place on the roster. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. 100% agree. Yeah. He is Joe Roderick. You hear him and see him at Klabe's Online. Give a plug for everything. You're doing a lot of stuff. Where can uh, where can people uh, find uh, what you and what uh, you and Klabe's are doing? Um, up to the, I will have everything updated and ready to go by the end of this weekend on Klabe's Online. You'll be able to see everything we've done out here uh, tomorrow morning and Saturday morning. Actually, I'm going to be heading down to the Waste Management Open, the Phoenix Open. That's also here this week too. I mean, there is so, like I said, there's so much going on that there is a really big golf tournament going on uh, tomorrow too, or started today actually, and I'll be uh, heading to that tomorrow. And for people who don't know, that's the golf tournament where people are clapping and cheering. Like, there's a lot going. I've always wanted to go to that. It always seems like so much fun. So I'm, um, I'm a little jealous that you're there for Radio Row and the Super Bowl and everything. I'm really jealous that you're going to that golf event. I can't wait to uh, to head down there and check it out and see what the uh, see what all the fuss is about. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Joe. Thanks for your time, and uh, we'll have you on again real soon. Anytime, Matt. Thank you. Awesome. There's Joe Roderick joining us, uh, part of Klabe's Online. Check him out uh, on Twitter at Joe Roderick, R-O-D-E-R-I-C-K. One more break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up uh, hour number one of the program. Again, Kevin Harlan is going to join us in about a half hour, 720 or so, is when uh, Kevin Harlan is going to join us to preview the Super Bowl. It's all coming up. Don't go anywhere. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. This is America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Just a few minutes left in hour number one at Sports Open Line here on KMOX. We will take you till 8 o'clock this evening. At about 7.20, we are going to hear from Kevin Harlan. In my opinion, from a play-by-play perspective, it doesn't get better than Kevin Harlan. He's one of my favorites. He's going to be on the call of the Super Bowl on Westwood One Sports coming up on Sunday. We'll talk with him uh, coming up in just about 20 minutes or so here on KMOX. And then around 7.30 or so, we'll play some of the comments made earlier today by Blues coach Craig Berube uh, following the trade of Vladimir Tarasenko. Tarasenko headed to New York to be part of the Rangers. And uh, his time with the Blues over. He was unlikely to re-sign with the team, considering the fact that he had asked for a trade. So they're able to get something back for him. And specifically, they're able to get a first-round pick back. Part of the challenge in what's going on right now, and this is not just a Blues challenge, this is an NHL challenge. There are a lot of teams who are up against the cap in a really big way. And you're living there in cap hell, and then you're trying to make deals. And... If the Blues are going to trade away Vladimir Tarasenko, they're not trying to bring back NHL-level talent right away. They're trying to get draft picks. They're trying to get potentially some some prospect-level players. And when you're doing that, that means you are going to be dumping salary because you're not specifically bringing salary back. And that is more challenging now than it is many years because everybody is in such a, a tough cap spot. And this goes back to COVID. The the cap did not increase as the at the expected rate. So teams did things. 
thinking that the cap would be moving upwards, and it moved up a little bit, but not up a ton. And it's even more pronounced for the Blues than other teams because the Blues, coming off their cup win, they gave some guys some deals. You know, anytime you win the cup, there's going to be some players on your roster who are going to get a little bit extra money because of it, essentially. So they're just in, they're in a tough spot financially. That's why they took on 50% of Tarasenko's salary for the rest of the year. The Rangers weren't really in a position to completely be able to absorb the full salary. The Rangers were one of the few teams out there that maybe their cap spot was a little bit better than others, but not enough better that they could sit there and take on Tarasenko's full salary. And, you know, I always say it's not my money. From my perspective, I'm fine. The, the Blues can go pay ter- half of Tarasenko's salary for the rest of the year. I don't care. That's fine. You're, what you're paying for is the opportunity to add a first-round pick to, to your arsenal moving forward. And that's worth paying two months of 50% salary for Tarasenko. That's, that makes all the sense uh, in the world. And they may have, if they end up trading Ryan O'Reilly, they may end up doing the same type of thing where they absorb some salary to get the deal done. That's just, that's the world we're living in right now. And I'll be curious to see if, if as many teams kind of live in a really tough cap spot for a number of years moving forward, if this is just kind of the way things are going to be in the long term, or if eventually the cap is going to start moving in an upward direction at a quick enough rate that teams can kind of reset and get back to a more healthy position as uh, positioned against the cap. And I'm, I'm not smart enough to know whether or not that's going to happen or not. I would think eventually it would, but I don't know how long that's going to take to get to that point. 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. That's how you call. That's how you text. You could tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.